How far should a teacher's influence extend into the home life? Or how far should the school's influence extend to the home life? That's what's on my mind today. Uh, hi, my name is Chuck. I'm a teacher who just got a new job, so I have a new commute. And you're on my drive with me. This is Drive Time Diaries. So, this is actually the first episode since I launched this that was not pre-recorded. So. If I ruined your commute Monday morning by not having this published at 12 a.m. on a Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, as all the other episodes have gone out, many apologies. That might really only include uh, my sister, who is a devoted fan. Uh, thank you for that. Also, I was already going to include a shout out to my sister, who lovingly texted me over the weekend to make sure I was in compliance with the new Missouri law. Missouri finally has a cell phone law about going hands-free, which I've been getting to practice in Georgia for many, many years as we drive through there on vacations and whatnot. And I think a couple other states on the way down there too. But so, new Missouri law, uh, which I've looked up as is very relevant, uh, says that I cannot record or broadcast a video, and it says that I can't touch my phone, or uh, hold it, or prop it up with any part of my body, and it says I can't send and receive text messages. Um, and so, uh, just me passively talking to my phone while I actively view the road. I think this is uh, well within those, those laws. And so, yeah, we are, we are above board and good to go with the podcast. Uh, so, yeah, today... Uh, thinking about that extent that schools or teachers should insert themselves into home life. I think I think this is a newer trend. Uh, maybe not. Maybe it's just a recycling of the way things used to be. Because that's the way education works. But I don't remember in the 80s and 90s, when I was growing up, schools being super involved with what was going on at, at, at home for kids. Um, and since I started teaching, or uh, a thing that we do now, schools are sending home meals for families every weekend. Schools are checking in on kids social emotional well-being having to do with things that happen at home uh in, in their in their personal lives and we're we're teaching the whole child we're really concerned with not just that child as they present as a math student or an english or a whatever whatever content is we're looking at the whole child and their whole experience and how that contributes to them as and I think that that extension into the whole child and their whole 
persona is where some of the polarizing political topics with society and education, where, where that's happening. So, I was thinking about that today when I read this from my, my daily Bible reading that I do in my church. We are working through the entire Bible all together throughout the year. We started with like 80 people in January and we are about 30 strong now, which is a pretty good number, I think. Uh, it's, it's a commitment, uh, especially the first time that you read through the Bible. Um, it is a, is anyone who has ever seen a Bible anywhere, it's a thick book. So to read through the whole thing, especially if you're not a reader, or if you aren't used to doing daily things, I don't know, uh, all of that, it is a commitment. Yeah, you learn a lot about yourself just as you're going through that. So anyway, uh, so today we were reading um, from, well, I, to be transparent, you know, a couple days behind, maybe three days, four days. So like at the end of last week I was to be finishing the book of first Thessalonians which I think is one of the undisputed by all scholars uh, letters written by Paul Paul of Tarsus to a church in Thessalonica which was a major port city for the Roman Empire so He's writing to Christians there in that city. It was a it was a big trade city, according to my research. This is not totally off the top of my head. Looked into this right before I left to make sure I can get that background. So it's this group of Christians in their minority uh, in this bustling Roman city uh, that is worshiping Roman gods because that's what they did and you know anytime there's trade in a city that also is going to bring with it a lot of diverse perspectives and a lot of diversity in thought and appearance that kind of thing too. Um, so Paul writes to uh, this church that he is shepherding. Uh, he encourages them to Seek to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your own hands as we commanded you, so that you may behave properly in the presence of outsiders and be and not be dependent on anyone. So I I was really latching on to the mind your own business part of, uh, that was chapter 4, verse 11, letter First Thessalonians. Mind your own business, which uh, always sounds kind of sassy, I think, in our contemporary English vernacular. Mind your own business. So I was, uh, I, I looked into a little bit more about, like, maybe how some other versions translate that to what the Greek says about that, and 
Uh, it also comes a little bit down to don't meddle in people's affairs. And I think that certainly people feel like Christians meddle in their affairs a lot. You know, contemporary issues, really, really hot button topics. Hey, you can't have an abortion or abortion. Abortion is murder. You shouldn't have an abortion. Uh, people feel like that's meddling in their reproductive rights. I shouldn't even say people, women. feel like that's meddling in their reproductive rights, uh, their right to family plan, that kind of thing. My, <laughs> this is now absurd, I'm thinking. Uh, welcome to my inner dialogue. Because uh, according to my Spotify analytics, 100% of you listening to this Forgive me for uh, speaking for women also at this point, but uh, anyway. I am a man and that's who I am. Meddling. Yes, let's get back to that. Um, is it meddling to have a conviction and apply that to your life and also want that I guess, uh, at what point is it a just a, a civic good versus metal? I think that's that's a conversation that we have to have like, as cultures. You know, meddling. Uh, another thing that I've talked about on this podcast before about kids and families that are, are, are talking through gender identity and sexual identity. As, as I work, as we work with teenagers in schools, there are kids who are sorting through that and haven't had that discussion with their parents yet. And they'll talk to the school first. And um, then there's the question of, should the school talk to the parents about that. I'm kind of of the conviction that that's the school keeping a secret for a kid from a parent. And as a parent of a teenager, I don't think I feel comfortable with that. I would not want, I, I would, I don't, I don't know that, you know, X, Y, Z, normal, typical public school parent out there knows or do they care that schools keep secrets from I, I I would not want that. If, uh, I, I don't think I would want that. I would want to. I would want to handle respectfully of my child, and I would want like a counselor to at least let my child know that I was gonna. That, the, that they were going to share that with the parents. But I don't... I mean, when when parents send their kids to us in public school, 
they are giving away some of their... Well, they're giving away their right to educate their own child. I don't think they're giving away their right to parent or know what's going on in their kid's life. Uh, I mean, we are we are responsible for them while they're at school, like a parent, but. If I was if I was co-parenting with someone outside the house, breaking. If I was co-parenting with someone outside the house, if if uh, I'd had a divorce, uh, like a kid from a previous marriage, or uh, a kid from a, a non-marriage situation, if I was co-parenting, I certainly would not want that co-parent to. Be keeping secrets from like that's that's just letting a kid play adults against each other. I think I don't know. Uh, I say all these things with a little bit of reservation because my oldest is not as old as some of my high school students. So everything that you do for the first time as a parent is always the first time. And there are things that I learn as my as my oldest gets older. Uh, there are always things that I thought that I understood about parenting, whatever age, that I then decide that I didn't know. So, the traffic. So, is it, let's look at it this way, is it more meddling to um, share something that a kid tells the teacher or the counselor, or is it less meddling? Uh, if a kid shares something in confidence uh, with school staff, is it maybe more meddling than to share it with home and stir up more stuff at home? Let's look at it that way. Could be. You could be stirring up all kinds of stuff uh, that the kid was trying to avoid at home. I hadn't thought about it that way. Yeah, so the last thing that I was thinking about uh, was related to something that a student that I work with at my church said to me yesterday. This is a student that I volunteer in the youth ministry at my church also, and um, this kid goes to a school around town, and he was making sure that I was A, a teacher, and then also a math teacher, because he was letting me know that he found out that his new math teacher goes to a church in town, and apparently we give off the same vibe, <laughs> me and his new math teacher. So, um, shout out to uh, 
dad, Christian, math teacher vibes uh, to whoever you are at school in West St. Louis County. You'll probably never listen to this, but good for you having a having a Waypoint Church cup or mug or whatever you did, um, because this transitions to the last thing that I was thinking about. Kids need to know who they can identify with in the school. Uh, and that's the whole reason that that people put up Black Lives Matter signs in their classroom, that people put up pride flags, ally flags, um, safe inclusive space signs, all that kind of things. Uh, because kids need to know where they can identify. And as a former student uh, living, uh, being a Christian and going to school, I always wanted to know who were the teachers that, that took their, their Christian faith series. I also even wanted to know just um, uh, if, if one of my teachers had been um, Islamic or, or Hindu or whatever, I was always really interested in that too. Um, like just an interested spiritual person uh, in general too. And so, I think that it's definitely known that it's acceptable in, certainly in, in most metropolitan areas, um, for, for teachers to put up a pride flag if they are passionate about that, or Black Lives Matter or something. I know that in like rural areas, the last several years, teachers have According to the news, teachers have gotten like fired for that, that kind of thing. In those situations, I think always there's, there's a little bit more going on under the surface than what doesn't show up on the, on the news story. But showing kids uh, where they're safe or, or how that t teacher identifies, um, that kind of thing, uh, is totally acceptable and and allowable, we get that space, uh, but we also, it's a, here's the question, am I veering into separation of church and state if I have a cup that says Christ first, which is, which is my church, or this teacher that had a cup with their church on it? Is that blurring some religion line? Uh, or is that just being your authentic self? Shout out to that word on this podcast. Is that being your authentic self to have a cup from the civic organization that you also belong to? Which, if you're going to make space for kids to know who they can identify with, um, I think can't exclude the kids who are looking for um, people to identify as a faith. That is a legitimate identification that people look for. Uh, and so if you're going to let other people show the other ways they identify, then we have to leave space to show the ways that anyone identifies religiously also. Now you, you also, if you're going to make it okay for people to bring in 
aware things from their church. I think you also have to be okay then with people from other religions uh, doing that as well. Uh, and that's where people get mad is then where individuals fight for Christian rights and then they feel like other religious rights, rights are excluded, which which is which is fair. That's a fair argument. If I want the right to uh, take in a cup with my church name on it, then I have to be okay with another similar expression of faith from another teacher. I can't say no to that if I want that right. And we'll let that work out the way the way they want. If someone is Islamic, then they definitely want to know um, who they can who they can find in the school to identify with. Absolutely, that's totally appropriate. Um, so to land this, because I am almost to the parking lot, and this so these episodes are always just that long. Um, the meddling part is where people get, like, militant about it, and feel free to send me a message, Spotify, uh, on Instagram, Mr. C. Baker for math, uh, Twitter, Chuck C. Baker. If you think I'm misinterpreting this verse, then uh, please let me know. Uh, we can have that discussion. Or text me again. That's cool, too. Um, does 1 Thessalonians 4.11, uh, does that mean that I should have my faith, live it out, um, talk about it, but have no expectation that other people do it, too? Is it meddling in my community public school if I'm trying to get books banned? Is that meddling? Is that a private affair for people or is that a community affair? Is being pro-life and advocating for laws against abortion, is that meddling in someone's affairs or is that a community good um because i i think any any um government teacher uh would say that we all need to be citizens and care about care about uh where we live right that's like social studies in elementary school uh 101 um so like where where is that where is that boundary uh in the classroom where's that boundary in the boardroom, uh, any of those things. Um, so, yeah, living out the faith today. Uh, gonna go teach the children now. Um, and this episode is over. I'm gonna touch my phone all over the place because I'm parked now. And thanks for listening. And I'm Chuck. You've been on the drive time. And uh, we'll see you next time.